Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome back to Drinking During Business Hours. We got a hey, hey, hey today. Thanks for checking in, everyone. And hey, yeah. hey, hey. And ha, ha, ha. And ho, ho, ho. And a couple he, of tra-la-las. And a tra-la-la. It's right. 118 degrees here in it's, sunny L.A. It's 118 degrees in Los Angeles. It's, and that's inside. But, but it's, it's hot everywhere. It's hot. This the earth is, is just, burning up. It's burning up and we're being attacked by UFOs. Yeah. You know what? It's That's normal. Yeah, there's there's I, nothing I, strange here. It was all over. It's just the, a typical all over the day. Today. We're being attacked by UFOs. In the world. I, think, I mean, shit's getting weird. Well, they're laughing at us, burning up our own planet. I mean, yeah. Th- yeah is that why they're that's visiting why they're us around. as yes. of late? They're just, uh, just watching us slowly. Yes disintegrate and just make really bad decisions absolutely and judge are they judgy they are very the martians are judging us i think all intelligent life forms are judgy and for good reason have they have they ever has a green martian ever snuck into your room and and played with your belly button well, no, but I have been probed in the butthole. Okay. <laughs> Not by an alien. I just I'm think just it's saying. good. Let's just, you know, I've, we're getting married, and I, I've never asked that question, and thanks for answering really honestly. So we're going to play a new game called Alien. You know, <laughs> <laughs> do you believe in aliens? I do. I don't even know. How did this start? I, I didn't plan on start, starting no, we, the we podcast with aliens. Anything, though, do we? we haven't even had a sip of anything yet, no. and already we're talking about I can't you believe getting we're probed today, by an alien. Okay. Uh, I'm so excited. I'm okay. very excited. So we had okay. So normally I I would say what are we drinking? Right. But I think it's only fitting that we introduce our guest before we start talking about okay, this delectable wine that. in front of us. I so, think that's a good idea. Uh, we're really privileged today to have wine expert and entrepreneur Amy Ezrin. Yes. Hi, Amy. Hi, guys. Ooh, welcome yes, to the show, Amy. Yes, yes, Thanks yes. Thanks for having me. And thank you for gracing us with yeah. this incredible With eight bottles worth of wine. I want to talk about it. I want to talk about it. I'm enamored with the packaging already. So we are, today, we're going to be drinking two different wines. Correct. On the show. The first one, which we've already poured, is your rosé, or in Italian, it's a rosato. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is special for two reasons to me. One is uh, it's three different varietals. Tell us about the varietals that you made the risotto from. Okay, so this is made from Sangiovese, which is the famous red of central Italy, which is in Chianti. Yep. Uh, Merlot, which I'm assuming most people have heard of. And if you're old enough, you've heard people rant about it in movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lacrima, which is an indigenous variety found in the Marche region of Italy. It's nice. very, uh, very aromatic red. So it gives a nice like floral kind mm-hmm. of violet hint. First mm. thing that I noticed when the wine was poured. Great. That it was very floral. Oh, yes. So the that's all over the nose. The second reason I'm excited about this wine is because, and people who know me know what a crazy wine purist I am, this wine came out of a box. It came out of a box. Out of a box. My juicy box. An adorable box. box. Right here. And it's called? Rosie Jovese. Correct. Vino Rosato. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Three liter. Yeah. Adorable. Adorable. Four bottles of wine in there. Four bottles of wine in this little box. You would never you would never think it's four bottles of wine. This would last us half of a concert. (laughs) (laughs) Well, honestly, it's super fun to like take along with you. It's got a handle on it for Christ's sake. It has a handle and we poured and it's very easy to pour. 
you know, the yeah, wine. It has the, the front. You know, yeah, like it's got the little spig. Yeah, exactly. And you know, if you're like gonna take it somewhere and it's already open, you can just like tuck it back in there and then pull it. It's like a little turtle in a way. It's really beautiful packaging. Thank you. I love the pink. It's very exciting. It's a gorgeous you know, color. Yeah. It's like a light salmon. Yeah. It, yeah. It's kind oh, of like definitely. This risotto, actually. And uh, well, firstly, cheers. Cheers, Sante. guys. Thank you for awesome. being here. Awesome. So glad to be this here. So, I love to be so, in LA. So exciting for me because you are a friend. We go back mm. about about seven years. It's been a bit now. It has. Yeah. And we've stayed in touch. Yeah. And you're very, very respected in the wine community. I try a lot of you know um, maintain appearances. Yeah, at least. we do. You do. You're in. You're in the important <laughs> wine circles. So I'm. We're very flattered to yeah. have you on. And yeah. you know the irony is we're drinking during business hours, but we seldom have wine professionals on the show. <laughs> no, it's really, like you're like the third of all the guests that we've had. We had we've had Ian Blackburn, um, right? And we've had. Um, a gentleman farmer, yeah. okay. a husband-husband okay. team, yeah. yes, out of Napa. Yeah, yeah, so but, domestic so, producers. Yes, yes, yeah. Different, yeah. yes, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You're, you're, yeah, domestic only. So, I, yeah, you're, you're, so, yeah, I'm welcome to the world imported. of imports. Yes. Yes. Oh, are you kidding? I'm a Bordeaux collector. And Excellent. I'm a big fan of Brunello. Somebody has to support Bordeaux. And I really, I, <laughs> this is divine. Isn't it so drinkable? Chinese. Oh, it's very drinkable. I mean, Absolute you know, it's divinity. just meant to be super crushable, but uh, I will hear the pitch like um these are really high quality wines if this wine were in a bottle it would easily cost you if it was a good deal like a really super deal 16 17 8 but easily it could be you know up to 20 right. mm -hmm. uh and then but the box i mean honestly you know you buy it for like 30 35 bucks i mean it's eight and to it's, ten dollars a bottle maybe wow uh and so you can't beat it for value but no. it also uh stays fresh for a really long time so if you guys take this home and put it in your fridge and don't touch it for a month i dare you uh but you will it'll be fine like when you Challenge come back to accepted. it the wine will be perfectly good really yeah yeah yeah. And that's wow now i've got questions a lot of them. i have okay. questions too i do i'm excited and yeah. does that go to the the type of packaging you're using uh definitely because it's so there's a bag inside right uh and that okay. bag and foil type it, yeah it looks bags, exactly right. it's actually uh so it's an insulated bag it is made our bag is made from a bioplastic mm. uh which means it's still plastic so you know the technology this is the best we can do right now but right. it is made from like corn husks and sugarcane and crap like that right nice. so uh really mm -hmm. just the refuse of those kind of of those industries mm -hmm. so it's better than being from petroleum some small, yes. you know, but it's the only part of the box that's actually not, you know, recyclable. Like the, obviously the cardboard is totally recyclable. And yes. then you're really just left with this small bag ultimately mm -hmm. that crushes down. So, you know, all things considered. It's, it's environmentally it's friendly. Extreme, all it's things considered. the best packaging out there. It's the mm -hmm. most environmentally con uh, sound. It's the right. lowest impact packaging that exists for alcohol, basically. Unbelievable. Cans are great. a good, you know, start, but the aluminum is still aluminum. Yes. The process of making it, you know, it's, it's still a natural resource, right? Yes. So, I mean, ultimately we can make cardboard out of a lot of stuff, right? And you're not so impressive. Exactly. None of it, right? right? And then there's just no waste. So, like, you know, if 
let's say, you know, you like to drink uh, rosé and you like to drink scotch, you know, like you can keep having your scotch and you can have your rosé. And if you drink one glass a day, <laughs> then, uh, you know, <laughs> cute. Isn't that she cute? Knows, she knows it's more like two or three. <laughs> if you, <laughs> yeah, so if you drink two or three glasses and then you put it mm-hmm. back and then like a couple of days later, because if you're a busy, fantastic, fabulous, right. you know, L.A. superstar lifestyle, you come back a couple of days later and it's still totally perfect pro tip a little bit of wine can pool in the little spigot and so i recommend if it's been a little flush okay a little little flush flush. now the bag's not refillable uh i mean you you uh you could i think probably figure it out but Um, it wasn't designed for you to go ahead no it was not it was not and there's not a carburetor hole taking air in as the wine's being no in fact that would be counterproductive because that would so mm -hmm. The, the bag will automatically drain itself all the way. Yeah, out. exactly. Well, you might have to at the end do a little ringing a little out, but that's kind of fun. Dive. It's Who part of the, ring? you know, it's part of the experience. I ring I out glass it. bottles. What are you yeah, kidding me? Exactly. They're he, all defective, He really right? does. They're all, they all have problems. Attest. There's a hole in every one of them. <laughs> yes, right? so, absolutely. Yeah. That's a big complaint when I go to restaurants a lot is there was a hole in the bottle. Yeah, exactly. Glass. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, it I has super it. low sulfur, okay. uh, it has or sulfites, whatever. Right. Um, and it's got very, um, like less than two grams, um, RS residual sugar. Right. So it's actually more like one, like it doesn't even tell you how much cause it's just below, which for inexpensive rosé is remarkable. Well, for inexpensive wines, really, that's kind of the issue is you're kind of beefing up this basic product with some sugar or yes. by leaving the sugar in there more than I, I shouldn't say you're adding it. I saw some, some movie star whose wine shall remain nameless, mm. who was claiming, <laughs> we know was claiming as one, no added sugar. And I was we like, know exactly. nobody, can yeah. I swear on this? Sugar? Yes, yes. Uh, yes. I was like, we nobody adds sugar we unless you're making it. champagne or, you know, or you're making just complete crap, right? right? No one adds sugar, right. right? It's just about stopping the sugar from becoming so alcohol. Mean, correct. At what no point added. are you picking the grapes? Right. Or how long are but you But like, you can let, let that, you know, ferment and then you just stop it. You just throw some, you know, sulf- uh, sulfites in there, stops the fermentation basically. And you've got five grams of residual sugar. It gives you a nice glycerin quality to your wine. Right. And this is also like why, yeah. And I wish they declared this. I mean, this whole thing about ingredients. And now I'm getting serious. Sorry. No, I don't want to be preachy because it's supposed to be it's, hilarious. It's, it's fascinating. Uh, but like, you know, this thing about putting ingredients on our wines, uh, I'm, I'm honestly all for it because I don't work with any wines that are really, well, there's anything to hide, right? Like right. they're no, grapes inside and that's it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and some sulfites, obviously, but that's in. No you know, Yeah, no egg, you know, no, yeah, there's no the bentonite. Yeah, it's a it's bentonite and a, and a plant, you know, enzyme-based, like, glute essentially like there's all this stuff now nobody needs to use fish or egg like which is more expensive anyhow yes nobody's doing it um and laborious too totally yeah i mean it's like the quality of the grapes is the primary thing these guys Mm -hmm. my i work with one winery actually um in of course italy they are um a large family-owned winery they're lovely they just they've got the bandwidth they are the largest supplier or one of the largest suppliers of organic basil and parsley to Italian supermarkets. Really? Yeah, like they, and, they and grow. this is in Piedmont? This is in the Marche. In the, Marche. In the Marche. Yes, Marche. yeah, the box. The boxes right. come from the Marche Central Italy on the 
Adriatic. Uh, and they just, you know, they're pursuing their B Corp certification, which is, you know, certification at 360 degrees. It's a process set up for multinational companies like Pepsi mm. and Pfizer. Mm. Uh, and it's everything from not like just your farming has to... Uh, your farming has to be regenerative, uh, has to, you know, uh, preserve bio, promote biodiversity, I should say. It okay. has to be obviously organic, no chemicals, et cetera, et cetera. Using all, like, you know, all the things we have at our disposal now that are not about treatments, right? Like insects yes. and sexual confusion and that kind of thing. Right. But the, it goes to, like, your packaging has to be of a certain quality, your transportation methods, your energy sources, your employment practices. They interview your employees. They survey so your monitored. employees every year. Yes. So it's like... Okay, we all talk about organic, blah blah blah, and it's like, okay, great, yeah, I don't use any chemicals in my wine, my vineyards, which in Europe is pretty much the case for yes, everybody, yes, anyhow. It is. It right. So it's right. not that spray there, like no. We spray the question here. is like, Hand okay, harvest. are they responsibly spraying too much? Like, what are there? There's yeah. way, but like right. these are really like delicate differences. Little machinery. Bottom line is that yeah. none of them are spraying things with DDT anymore. Right. right. So the question is then, what else are they doing in the process, right? And then ultimately. And we can get really picky about like organic and is it really organic and is it this and is it well, that? Consumers but like, are picky though. I know, and yes. bless their. I mean, like I'm glad they're mm -hmm. asking that. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I hope that one day it'll be enough for the store to stand for quality products, even because organic certification is complicated. It's expensive, very expensive, especially for small wineries. The thing about organic certification now, I'm a very, uh, uh, I'm environmentally conscious. I'm health conscious. I've I, I'm a I'm an old school hippie, you know, and so being you. conscious <laughs> is really very is. important, you know. What I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm not show you my dead my, you. my I, Grateful Dead ticket stubs oh, later. Man, <laughs> I've seen 426 <laughs> Grateful Dead shows. Oh, here we go. Fact, Speaking his yeah, that oh here we go. <laughs> here we go. All yeah. right, we're gonna be here for a yeah, while, aren't we? We might know some people. We might know some people in common. Yeah. But the truth is, I don't Great. really care if my wine is organic. I care if it's good. And right. that's for me. I mean, I do and care that it comes from somebody who, but like, honestly, if you're if you're buying quality wines, it's like going to be taken most care likely of. If, people it's are, good. if they're charging right. this amount of money for their wine. Like at this point, they've understood that like they've got to put their money where their mouth is. They can't right. put garbage in there, especially and certainly not in Europe. And I don't want to harp on this. I, there's a lot of amazing American winemakers and American wines, but like there are certain rules in Europe that make it impossible to really do some of yes, the wrong things. Right. Right? Absolutely. They're, very, they're much stricter over they're, there. Than, right. Policing, than, literally. Yeah. Right. And, and they're very strict in Italy. When I was there a couple of years ago, and I spoke to some winemakers and what I couldn't believe how the practices there are so. I mean, the DOCG, everything's very regimented. But generally, they're so careful. They're so careful, yeah. They're such attentive farmers. And the government it's has incredible. their hands on all of it. Well, and it's funny how nobody ever, or I should say, a lot of people don't think of wine as an agricultural product right like it, it is a hundred percent like yes, this is, is the closest thing to like right out of the farmer's market that you can get right this is grown with more care than stuff at the farmer's market right. and then it's just processed delicately right to become this and then the you know so where are the differences the differences really are in like and what did you have to do to the primary you know the what if you're buying your grapes just from the you know supermarket clearance aisle is there right, such a right, thing right right <laughs> or and just like buying you're buying grapes the, you know, the, crab, the whatever and then you have to doctor it with all these things Oak to like chips. bring it up to you Oak know chips. yeah <laughs> and like you know enzymes and yes. right. color and to make acidity it, yes. citric acid 
did, right? Like, so you yeah. can Frankenwine your way into you something that seems very that. drinkable. Frankenwine. Yeah, but <laughs> it's Anybody like, with half a palate will know. Well, I know, but I mean, God bless uh, people who want to like learn more about wine. Yeah, they want to get there, right? We all start out being like, oh, I like that sweet stuff. Like and then we graduate. In. And like, yeah. you know, I want people to be on that journey because honestly, of all the beverages out there, I mean, I think it's the most healthy one. I mean, like I just said, it's got the least ingredients. It's got right. the least amount of in, of intervention and of manipulation if you're drinking good stuff, Correct. right? And so, you know, coming back to the box, it was like, how can I contribute to having more people adopt this format by putting something in a box that I would happily drink? And frankly, I love to drink these wines. Like, well, I'm, I'm enjoying like, it too. <laughs> That's for sure. You guys have I'm, to taste the red. I'm trying not to down it. It's... Now I have to, I beg to differ. I do care about what I put in my body, hence right. what's in our refrigerator and shopping. And so I do like to know that this is as environmentally sound and as organic as can be. Right. And that I'm not, you know, because it is easy to franken wine and you, you don't want to be bamboozled. I, I, what I'm yeah. more know? impressed by in the wine industry, believe it or not, dry farming. Dry farming to me is something that will catch right, which my is, ear faster. You can't not dry farm in Europe unless the vines are yet less than three years right. old. And now it's becoming a big practice in California. I mean, forced upon forced. The farmers because of, you know, water. It makes it harder. But it oh, also sure. makes for way better, way, way better more wine. concentrated grapes. You know, you may be growing a little bit less, but you're making a much higher quality yeah. wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about how this came about. And maybe we need to, to start with your journey as a wine professional, maybe wine enthusiast, and, and how we came to be where okay, we well, are I'm today. Okay, well, I'm going to need some other red wine. Yeah, please. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, I was about to pull myself uh, Because I've out. only known you um, as a wine expert. I mean, you really know your stuff. Thank you. I mean, I thank you. I should. Exciting. Yeah. Sandy Jovese. Sandy Jovese. Love it. Sandy. Right. Sisters uh, coming in uh, 2024. Bianca Jovese. Love it. Yes. Love it. Uh, a shout out because she's actually an L.A. resident to my designer who Megan DeRoma, who is a, char a child, a children's book illustrator. Oh, uh, she's published a few books. Yeah. Uh, and she hand drew those fonts and Sandy and all this stuff. And she's working that. on Bianca right now. And so. Sandy's very fabulous. And Rosie, well, okay, so let's just mention it do, does have a very strong resemblance to Barbie. Yes. <laughs> and I know, uh, like, I want to be the official wine of I Barbie think, the movie. Well, I, you I know? think Barbie, Greta, if you're listening, whomever on totally. that Barbie team, marketing wise, needs exactly. to take a someone's look publicist. At Rosie I and, was saying, like, I, when I, it dawned on me, and I was like, look, I had every Barbie thing imaginable to that, uh, that a nine year old, the dream house, the, oh, the, dream house, the the that. Camaro, right? Yep, yep, the yeah. bubble bath, the right. camper, the Skipper. like. Oh my gosh. Yes. Everything. Yeah, the Everything. swimming pool. Right. The share doll with the head, the share Barbie with the hair that turned. So it went oh, from oh, what? I didn't from, have that one. Went from platinum to black to platinum. Oh Ooh, my God. That was fancy. You pull the ponytail out, right? Well, you could just turn the top oh, of her head. And, and it, would, <laughs> yeah. it would change. My sister had that. <laughs> it was hilarious. Share. <laughs> uh, I mean, oh my God. So like. And she still has it today. And she still has it today. Really, in real life. <laughs> so I like, and I was like, you know, I don't recall having anything gingham for my Barbie necessarily. Like, I don't recall that being her like you know piastre resistance right. outfit and i was like okay so i said to 
uh, our mutual friend Samantha, who manages our social Ooh, media. Samantha Dickinson, uh, shout out like, to Samantha. I very think talented. we wore it first, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, <laughs> and in fact, I have this hilarious. I the same year I was like, when I'm debuting this, I need a gingham dress. So I went online and Brooks Brothers happened to make a gingham dress that year that I still wear. Love it. And I was like, I think I came first on this one. Okay. You know? We all love the look. Be, it is. I would be yeah. perfect. timeless. I would be, um, I would be assuaged by, you know, it becoming at least the official wine. So anyhow, how did this happen? <laughs> uh, is that I uh, long had, so I, the, I'm going to make this as short as possible, but I... Well, you don't um, have to. We have time. Where, where are you from? So I'm I'm from the great, the nutmeg state uh, of Connecticut. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, my, nice. my mom was from New Jersey and she said, all the girls at college from Connecticut were so sophisticated. So I wanted my girls to grow up there. Okay, so you so had she moved us to Connecticut sisters. as children. And uh, I, yeah, I like, I swear like a fish wife. I haven't even busted it out yet. Like, I mean, I drink for a living. Right. I'm so sophisticated. <laughs> I know. Like, good job, mom. You win. Uh, I know. She's very uh, so, anyhow, proud. Connecticut, where we're all a, a little bit crazy in some way, um, but definitely delinquents at heart. Fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I went to school in Chicago at the University of Chicago mm -hmm. and thought I was going to be um, some sort of freedom fighter for um, Palestinian self determination. And Ooh. then I realized that I was really. Uh, wanted to um, do other things, which involved. I used to be an opera singer, so uh, I yes, always so, so I, I I I quit. I worked in publishing for a little bit in New York, and then I started singing full time. Uh, and she, then uh, Amy has a beautiful, glorious voice. I would hope so. If some, she was an opera singer, oh, yeah. it's, it's it's stunning. Some say some days when I'm not too rusty. So uh, mm -hmm. then I um, that led me to work in more restaurants where it always yes. kind of worked, and then that led me to Italy. Okay, and then um, I was in Florence, and as has happened to such so many greats before me, I fell in love and stayed mm -hmm. in Italy ultimately for eight years. Uh, I while I learned some yeah. fairly exceptional Italian uh, and sang still and then got more and more into Italian wine and treated essentially what was somewhat of like a French wine culture for Italian. Mm -hmm. And then when I came back to the U.S., uh, I decided I had this sort of epiphany where I was like, okay, there's five million Sopranos out there. There's two jobs. And I was like, these people, I'm looking around me at these competitions and stuff, and these people had absolutely no other skills, mm. right? Like I was like, you, not only do you not know how to do anything else, you don't ever want to do anything else. Yeah. And I was like, and that sounds like a prison sentence to me. So I was like, maybe I should seed the way, mm -hmm. right? And I was mm -hmm. like, what am I good at? And I was like, I'm really good at drinking. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> So that we lived that parallel yeah, exactly. our lives thus far, my friends. Here. Yeah, then I never should have gone into show business. <laughs> so I got out of it basically. Yeah. I was like, fuck this. You know, <laughs> I, like I, like, I don't want to compete with these I really bitches. like this so, wine. Yeah, so I bailed, you know, I still am really great at parties. Uh, and, <laughs> you know, um, and then I came back to the States and just knew at that point that I really wanted to be in wine importing and I got a job like, just lucky as heck to, uh, with um, Skernick Wines in yeah, New York. Skernick, of course. Uh, way Very back good in portfolio. I call it Skernick 2.0. Yeah. It was already 2.0. Now it's like mm -hmm. 5.0. Um, but amazing, just school and amazing portfolio. 
uh, worked for a couple other um, folks in New York and then ended up with um, where we work together, mm-hmm. which is uh, mm-hmm. Massanoi Imports, who mm-hmm. sells the box, among other things. Mm-hmm. And So that's where sent, uh, both both uh, can be bought wholesale be bought from them. Wholesale, yes. Right. So that's a technicality. So they're distributing your wine. Yes. Wow, that's fantastic. Yes, I know. I worked for them and now they work for me. That's fantastic. <laughs> I really like that a lot. They would laugh. Now yeah, Nathan would laugh. He would be uh, like, hey, Amy, you've been I, bossing I, me I around hope you for crack the 12 whip years on now. Those boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they like it. They, like they it. do. I yeah, bet. I'm like, hey, me. You know? <laughs> Good. Uh, but so um, mm-hmm. I came back. I worked in importing, wine importing, always really with a focus on Italian. Then went to Massanoi and obviously, you know, curated that portfolio for nine yes, years. You did. And you did a phenomenal job. Thank you. And wine from very, all over. Very lucky that you were part of that. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I left uh, to go work for the Italian government for a year and I ran wow. a national marketing campaign. And then. Uh, the Italians had at that point already elected what was the equivalency of the Tea Party. Right. <laughs> so we've all been through our dumb period, right? Yes. And they elected these people that had no business running a country, and mm. they just all their they just threw everything out. They were like, "Oh, all of this that was thought of before, like this is all wrong. Oh, Obviously, God. all by like corrupt politicians." And some projects were properly researched. Irregardless, mm. that's not a word. Regardless, regardless. Um, yeah. But I like I, the regardless. I know it's kind of like funny. irreverent it's at the same kitschy. time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> irreverent, so yeah. Uh, that is a word. yeah, right. Uh, regardless, we. Uh, I moved. I ended up just doing other things now. Um, then I ended up joining the Piedmont guy. So I have a day job, which mm-hmm. is. Um, I am which a national. Is- I'm a partner and a, na- uh, a national importer of a partner. She's a day. Her day job as. Pa- partner <laughs> i love right. it uh i i i'm blessed to know the founder for many years and uh he was kind enough to bring me on uh in a couple about four years ago uh and it's been awesome we have this beautiful portfolio of all wines from piedmont so of course barolo barbaresco alto Piemonte, all the different varieties we run around the country we're in you know 40 some odd states and tell people i'll teach people about piedmont wine so um that's amazing that's been a an amazing opportunity. It's how I end up, you know, often in LA. It's one of the ways. Love it. Um, took advantage of this yep, visit. I know. And then right. uh, I had this, uh, always had this joke because I had lived in Italy for so long mm-hmm. and because I lived in specifically Florence and Tuscany. And when I speak Italian, which I admittedly speak very well gorgeously, um, I speak with a distinctly Florentine accent, right. which people find thankfully charming it's like the charming Mm. Tuscan is the charming accent of Italy like everybody thinks it's cute and funny it's very like pleasant and it's a little bit archaic in some ways so like it sounds cute just overall I see them just immediately uh, as soon as you start speaking they're like (laughs) I've witnessed it (laughs) I am really a crazy Italiophile and I love Italy and when I was there a couple years ago I was there with a friend of mine who was actually born and raised in Florence and he lives in New York now. And our entire trip was basically, we were on Sardinia for five days. and then Not we, shabby. Then we were mm-hmm. in Tuscany John for another 10. Mm-hmm. And he was basically there just taking care of family business. Right. So we weren't really there as tourists. Yeah. I was there as a local with a local. And he speaks fluent Italian. Right. And we were all over Tuscany from Florence to Viareggio to Siena. And like we were just... We covered the whole a, nine yards. The whole nine yards, and we covered some small towns, places yeah. to go see a lawyer or whatever. But I asked him, when you speak, your accent is different than if he goes, it's a, 
it's like if the south you go to the south whatever it's totally different. i mean they all have their different accents so like i go to piedmont all the time obviously they've got their way they even have right. their own dialect that's pretty gnarly and like kind of frenchish and i get some words but it's pretty intense um and i start speaking and they are they're all like what's with your accent you know and <laughs> they think it's really funny and I'm like there are two things here we're gonna get straight right away right. like <laughs> I'll always have this Tuscan this Florentine mm-hmm, accent mm-hmm. I was like and I will never root for Juventus <laughs> awesome awesome and then, like, declare you know, it in those language they're all like oh you know and then That's everybody hilarious. thinks it's hilarious and we move on you know um I- I have an empty glass. I think I'm ready for you guys the are Sandy. Ready for red. I'm like ready for sandy, the Sandy. I'm, sandy I, and I was, I was, I was so impressed with the Rosie, and that was delectable. And I could drink that every day. Thank I'm you. Is that it's a, it's amazing. You Thank you. And, and now, now let's kind of examine. So the this name year. comes from this fact that I have this accent. I would always joke that okay. my alter ego was Sandy Jovese. Because Sangiovese ran through my veins. And um, I would mostly use it like at conveniently inopportune moments to tell somebody that that was my name when I was with my sister mostly just because... I reducing her to tears in front of people is like one of my favorite things to do. (laughs) So like, you know, she lives in, uh, Norwalk, Connecticut and we go to like the fancy Y and Westport, Connecticut. And she's like, they might remember you because you've been here a couple of times. It's like a limit. And I was like, all right, I got this. So I roll up and just like, Sandy Jovese and she literally like walks away and I see her like trying not to pee her pants you know <laughs> and that is more that was like already enough joy to like get that's, out of it that's a lot of joy I know yeah. and then I was like COVID and locked in my house and you know didn't have really much to do um I have a good friend who is an amazing uh importer and producer of many box wines now for a few years um I have seen them out in LA she does some great stuff Mm. uh and she was actually writing uh she was she's an MW now she was writing her thesis and I uh, read a version or two uh, for her just to give feedback. And very difficult to be a master of wine, MW. Super, it's like a PhD of wine. All in the, the world. Yeah, chapeau, yes. as we say in mm-hmm, Italian. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's impressive. And I read her stuff and I was like, oh, this is really interesting. Like I did not realize quite how her actual piece was on the reactions of retailers or the impressions of retailers uh, of uh, alternative packaging and particularly box wines. And really the problem, just to bring it out, is like all these gatekeepers are like, oh, I don't think that my customers are going to be into box wine. It was like stealth enclosures initially. It, I was about yeah, to say that. Yeah. It's, it's the analogy it's of the screw s- caps. Yes, yeah. it's the same thing with right. screw caps. There's something that's, and I, I hate to say it this way, but there's something sexy about... The bottle, absolutely. Poetic. And sexy, you know yes. I mean? But I'm sound. finding this box really sexy, so I don't know. Have you listened to how that squirts? I know it. I mean, it's I d- kind of like Ooh. a nice little. <laughs> Let it all that yeah. go. Let it all go. Yeah, exactly. Let it all go. Oh, when I first like sold this, and I was in, I went to my neighborhood shop in Brooklyn, which is a great shop. Leon and Sons is one of. New York City's greatest shops. Oh, uh, have to visit. Yeah, I mean, great, shop. great shop. And well known. And I <laughs> roll in there. They had just brought in, and I was like, oh my God, you guys. And like, there's the two dudes who were working in the store. And I was like, have you guys tasted my juicy box? <laughs> <laughs> 
then they were like poor little deer in headlight. Also, they're like, I mean, admittedly kind of young. So like now they're just like scared to offend anybody, right? You can't right. say anything anymore. It's like, who hasn't? I'm just going to roll in there like the grandma, like, I'm going to say whatever I want. And I just, and they all, they <laughs> were like, it. oh, like Very they wanted to be memorable. excited, but they didn't want to be. And then Chris, the oh, Leon who rolls out of the back, he's like, all right, Amy. He's like, just tell the truth. He's like, so you just developed this so you could just roll around asking people this, right? I mean, and I was like, I mean, y'all have been asking for 20 years. Now is your chance. <laughs> there you go. By the way, I got I really have to compliment you Now's your this. time. Oh Thank you. Oh, my God. That's, this is that's actually a really well-structured wine, and it's got great acid in it, and certainly will live for, you know, some time. Yeah. And, it's uh, it's not barefoot. No, <laughs> no, no. So no. It, you might end up barefoot after you drink enough. Yeah, of it. Right. but I'm saying yeah. I mean, this right wine <laughs> is not easy drinking party wine. This is really a little chewy. Yeah, it's, it's got, good. You know, I, I like that you have a little chill. Yeah, so yeah. chill out, right? So you know, so I'm I'm from Michigan. So I've said I've been saying this entire time. I've been calling it Sangiovese. No. <laughs> Sangiovese. It's not Sangiovese. It's not Sangiovese. San, it's not Sangiovese. Nope. No. It's not it's made from it. So this is actually made from Sangiovese, Sangiovese. with 15% Trebbiano. Oh, so a white grape. Yeah, Trebbiano. <coughs> I, I do like Trebbiano. So um, the whole point of that was to like lighten up that red grape. Right. Uh, add, uh, you know, take away some of those tannins, focus it a little bit. A little more aromatics. <laughs> and it's, um, it's an old trick really. Like the, so if you've heard, you know, uh, shots enough to pop, right. Sure. There was always yes, a little yes. white wine blended in there. Absolutely. The old, the ancient Wonderful. recipe for Chianti had some white grapes allowed. Mm-hmm. Even in tiny percentages, a little bit of white grape in a red wine will not only give you this dose of like aromatics, this like fruity aromatic, but uh, they also fix color. So it keeps, it helps keep that Mm. ruby hue, which is something, you know, really important, obviously for the integrity of the wine. So I want to make a wine. Okay. And I have an idea. Here we go. No, seriously. This is about Amy today. Okay, darling. I want to comment on what she's saying. (laughs) And I have an idea for a blend. And the blend will consist of two reds, with about five to seven percent of a white, okay, blended into the red. I think it's the new revolution. It's I the new don't move. disagree. Mm. I really. Okay. I mean, it's like you know, there's, pro- well, there's producers coming- in California. Back around fifteen years ago, it was very popular to blend like four to six percent Viognier into mm-hmm. Syrah. That's the Chateau Neuf recipe, you know, right? Right, or Grenache as well, Grenache right? Too. Love Grenache, you know, and that that Viognier adds these beautiful white flowers on the nose. Apricot, apricot, yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, it's fun chemistry. I mean, when I was trying to figure out this blend, I remember how I was working with Trebbiano. Trebbiano is has super high acidity, right? That's what it's known for. Uh, that's why it's been great as a base for like other, like right. even other spirits and other products, mm, right? Mm. Uh, and it's highly productive. So I was tasting it and the Trebbiano at a certain point, it's so high in acidity that when I got to like five, 13, 15%, if I went further than that, it actually made the Sangiovese seem more tannic. And it was really just acidity. So I was confusing acidity for tannin, but it definitely made it more structured, which was fascinating, right? I was like, okay, back it up. 
right? Like, and now that's our blend. So, so I love that you were part of that process. You didn't just rely on the, um, the winery to box it. And like, you really saw through. You have to control. I mean, if you have a vision, if you have a profile, right. Um, what I love, Mm. what I love is that the winery, they're so, they're the loveliest, nicest. They love this project. Mm. Um, my like winemaking team are just the sweetest guys. Um, and I was talking to the owner and I was like, hey, could you just, you know, make, box a few extra with this next order? Because Vinitaly is coming up, which is a big wine huge, convention in huge. Italy every year. Yeah, it's the like biggest in the world. aeroplane hangers of Italian wine. Really? In the very like, best. Literally. In the public? Uh, you buy a ticket. I mean, I could get a you a very ticket. expensive oh, ticket. Like no, no, it's cheap. It's not that I could get you a ticket. Oh. Uh, you awesome. just have to find a hotel room in Verona, which is like good luck. Okay? <laughs> you know? Airbnb. Yeah, you'll be staying up at the lake, but that's cool. Do they take Venmo? I know. Yeah, <laughs> they do. They'll take whatever you'll give them. Uh, but I um, was like, make a few extra for the you know fair because I just samples and they were like, oh, don't worry. Every time we make a new order, we box a few extra. He's like, because. All the winemaker, all the cellar guys, I'll take your box home. Like, they don't take home our box. It's a different blend. They take your wine home. Wow. This is really nice. Yeah. It's good, right? It's a compliment. Really good, yes. I know. I we have uh, scores and rating. Like we have, what, what are the scores? Oh, Let's hear uh, the wine accolades. enthusiast recently gave us 92 points. Really? 92? Yeah. I know. That's uh, huge. And the rosé um, is about to get 90. Phenomenal, I know. Phenomenal. I know. You know, for box wine, for the you know, for people who the revolution is I here. Mean, yes, right. It, it's a ride. I mean, the like, planet is burning down. Start yeah. at least drinking As box wine, so you can feel mildly better about your contribution to global warming. Because the <laughs> the the footprint from glass is pretty gnarly. It's it's way higher for a variety of reasons, and then on top of it, like insulting people, are like oh, but it's recyclable and. It's honestly, the reality is that 54%, I think it is, of all alcohol glass actually gets recycled. So it's a half rate, right? And that rate is even lower for household glass. Like when you include more glass in there. Well, that's because that glass has lead in it. Household glass has lead in it. There's like pickle jars and stuff like that. That's not recyclable. Oh. Yeah. Why does it have lead in it if your pickles are in it? It's just the manufacturer of the I want lead-free pickle jars. That's the thing. I I would like that. You have to actually (laughs) read your package. I I would buy that jar. In the United States, they have to put Mm. the recycling instructions on the label if it's recyclable. Mm. So let's say there's a, uh, a plastic wrapper inside the cardboard box. It will tell you on the box, like cardboard box and then the plastic wrapper with a line through it hmm. like it tells you what you can and cannot recycle right and if there's nothing this on requires it, reading if there's nothing <laughs> on the on yes. the label it's not recyclable yeah and that's because there's lead in the glass and, and people don't realize they just automatically put it in the recycle bin right. without looking and um that's such a little trick you taught i was guilty of that you got just like oh yeah you recycle you know, but no not necessarily deadheads know this stuff yes <laughs> so, <laughs> so so where where can people buy um so you can buy Sandy. this certainly in LA. Um, off the top of my head, I know that uh, Mission Fine Wines, who has okay. a few locations, They're carries a it. A fantastic store. Yep. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I think High Low Markets generally has it. Okay. Is there a High Low in LA? There's one in Culver City. Oh. There's one in Long Beach, and then there's mm-hmm. a new one in Costa Mesa. So wow. not LA, obviously. Um, can they buy it online? 
yet. Yeah, well, or... so you can. Okay. I mean, Mission will ship it. Okay, excellent. And they have a great price on it. I, so, I think so Lincoln Wines and Venice now has the red. There's a couple other so stores go to their like um, Enovino, which is not far from, um, probably not far from here. They have carried it forever. Okay. Um, there's definitely a few more. Uh, it's all on our website, actually. And is there a wine club? No, but what I was about to say is that <laughs> I am I am quickly investigating uh, direct to consumer options. It's huge. So that I, you know, I get a lot of people write me, and they're maybe like, "I'm in Colorado. I'm in Crested. I'm in Crested Butte. Where yeah. can I find?" It? I'm like, "Well, you can go down to Denver, and there are lots of places, That's and maybe a <laughs> right, like you know." Yeah. So it's not a mass market brand. I right. really not want yet, it to be. Anyway. Indie. I know. I want it to be. I wanted to have an indie identity. Like I want to really support okay. independent. Retail, uh, because that's Boutique. where you find the good wine. Yes, uh, and because those, you know, I want them true. to make money on it. Like it, it's nice sustainable for everybody yes. in every way. At a certain point, you know, maybe we'll flip that switch and go into a larger distribution. Like Bevmo and Total Wines. I got total. I you know I shouldn't. I know everybody. Okay. I know in it's the okay. business. It's okay. We just, can. It, yeah. it can. You know be what I don't want to do is side. sell Total Wine my box only for them to say, "Hey, this is super successful, and now we're gonna we're gonna build those customers, and then we're gonna copy it, bait and, and switch, it put it on the bottom shelf, exactly. and carry something that looks just like it." And they're exactly. manipulative psalms on exactly. the floor that are like, "Oh, if you want this, well, I'm you should try this." It. I'm not having it's it. It's a total racket, right? So not you know, total, I'm in the right now. I'm in the slow and steady approach. Uh, hopefully going to launch this DTC option so that at least people can click to buy on the website. I love so that for the idea. Listeners, DTC means direct to consumer. Sorry, yes. It's a little, mm -hmm. it's a little wine term. Mm -hmm. But we love it. Right. Yes. It's, it's and what we should all be doing, and this seems ridiculous, but we should actually all be writing our state representatives to say that they should liberalize uh, interstate shipping laws surrounding yes. alcohol because it is absolutely bullshit. Bullshit. That they're like, these huge uh, distributors are like, oh, no, because they'll be shipping to minors. They're and, oh, threatened. No, because, and they're really just trying to protect their huge national yes. brands. And yes. monopoly. But let's go ahead and legalize. And keep other products out of the state. Let's go ahead and legalize online gambling on your exactly. cell phone. Exactly. So no, it's kind of protecting their it's turf. It's total garbage. Um, yes, they're not is. looking out it's for best interest. Well, it's anti. It's anti-American. Quite frankly, I agree. it is anti-capitalism. It is control, and it is. Yeah. I mean, it is. It is an outdated system. Uh, we're not asking to dismantle the three-tier system. There's a lot of value there. Yes, there sure. is. Uh, and I'm it keeps riding me employed. it hard, as we say. That's but how I get my steady Eddie paychecks. Exactly. No, we, we like the three-tier system. I mean, there's... Uh, okay, so we're, it's here to stay, but we do not need to prevent these wines from crossing state lines and being shipped because, yes. quite frankly, the majority of what is shipped... Nobody's shipping their Mayomi. Right? Nobody's shipping their Cavett Pinot Grigio. Well, no. first of all, why would they? Nobody's shipping no. La Marca <laughs> Prosecco uh, or or Josh Cabernet. Right. right? Like that's right. not they're they're going down to their local grocery store and they're, and buying, they're buying that buying within it. five minutes and like they're not even thinking twice about it and they can continue to do right. that. But for the rest of us that want to buy something that's maybe like a little bit limited and like, oh, because it's absolutely like let's take Connecticut for example. You have to pay two hundred dollars every time you register a new wine in Connecticut just to sell it there. Every three years. So I think it is. Yeah. And then like you're talking about a tiny market ultimately in the scheme of things. Like, are you really going to send like the five cases of some like nerdy wine that you get? Are you going to like actually send that to Connecticut? No. Right? right. And so like the person there can't buy 
three bottles of some wine of which there's 200 cases available in the entire United States. And they, they shouldn't be able to allow to ship that. Like that's not hurting it. That's not taking anything out of anybody's mouth. Right. That person's never going to go to the grocery store and they're never buying your shitty Miami. Right. So this, this is an antiquated law that needs to be adjusted. Well, there's like the, there's the commerce clause of the constitution and it's in violation of it. And we're looking the other way because of really large public interests that are paying people a lot of money at the state level. It's not the federal level. In fact, you know, after some one glorious golden faced uh, ex-president uh, decided to tear <laughs> off a bunch of wines and you know, uselessly just for revenge and hurt a whole bunch of small importers. Um, after wow. that, uh, actually when our current president came in to office who actually has a brain, uh, he decided to investigate anti-practice, or sorry, um, anti-competition uh, in the liquor industry. And that's ongoing today, but the problem is at the federal level, they have no teeth, right? It's all at the state level. All of this is regulated by state. And by okay. the way, who the fuck would buy Trump wine anyway? Well, people do, and it's, it's, it's hideous. It's as hideous as his hair. It's as okay. Let me put it this way. It that tastes like his hair. I think his hair is inside the bottle. That, that shit wine will go great with his shit steaks. <laughs> okay, so let's... <laughs> You're going to alienate some, oh, some listeners. No, no, we already have. have. <laughs> we already have. We know we have a little thing. We do. We got a little, you know, we have a... Yeah, we're growing. So thanks, everyone, for tuning yes. in. And if you like Trump, um, if you like I'm Trump wine, sorry for you. For you. Try this. Oh, but, <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm but, saying. Uh, but let's talk about restaurants for a second. Hey, I like them. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Okay, so what what is that vision so, for this? Great question, Sarah. Can I have more red wine? Yes. Oh, yes. oh my goodness. Oh my and I'm in it. I'm really I, enjoying this. By the way, I'm so glad. And I really I, like San. And do you, do you um do you I suggest do a little yeah. chill? On I, the, Absolutely. I, I mean, okay. I, you know, I, first of all, talking about restaurants, I am here, I stand here today against the temperature abuse of red wine. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, temperature abuse. Red wine of any Well said. Wine. Should be drank around 64, 66 exactly, degrees. Exactly, exactly. temperature. Right. And that's, uh, you know, max up to 70, but that's a right. pretty big wine, right? Like, you're... Napa Cab, your Amarone, like these wines at 65 degrees, right? right. Uh, but beyond like all these other wines and right to the idea here, like I was like, oh, I'm going to create a box wine. And I just had this vision to create something that was absolutely crushable, right? It, like it is. a red wine. I was inspired by a wine that I import through the Piedmont guy that okay. has a, is a red blended. It's Nebbiolo blended with Arnais. It's the Ooh. most divine, charming little wine. Yeah, yeah. Mm. We'll, we'll hook you up with that. Uh, <laughs> Luigi Giordano. I love, I love my Giordanos. Oh my God, these people. Uh, and that inspired me. And um, I love, you know, and I wanted just something you could chug. I really wanted something that, you know, when I invite my friends over, I'm like, I'm tired of opening my champagne for you people. Yeah. You know, like, Oh, if that's rich has that They're philosophy. not worthy. They're just yeah. like, look, he look, has look. A I have a friend who comes over and he goes like, let's open some good wine. And it doesn't matter what I open. The con He will always say the same thing. He'll taste it and he'll go, I don't get it. Don't, it tastes like grape juice mixed with gasoline. He says grapey. Well, that's Claude. Oh, Brandy's okay. Right. Well. So what I do now, and I have for the last four or five years, I keep wine in the house that I call idiot wine. Yeah. And the idiot wine is wine that's rated... 90, 91, 92, oh. under 20 bucks. Right. That I can drink 
but open for my idiot friends. Totally. And now here's the box. So this is like Which your is solution. Really great wine. Also because rosé, it's stupid to not drink rosé out of a box. Right. It's like it's literally a wine that doesn't live in a bottle for more than a year. I and mean, you're just like, why are you why I, are you even wasting that glass? Like, right. why is it even touching glass? I, I mean, yeah, if you, if you say rosé all day, I mean, that is that rose this, all is, day. this is rosé all day. It's the epitome yeah, of, right? Yeah, yeah. Just so, don't try and immerse it in uh, ice or cool. That's no, not, you gotta like yeah, no, ice, no packs, ice cubes, please. You know, exactly. Strategy. Don't ruin the integrity of the wine. Exactly. <laughs> so I've actually seen people put it in a cereal box. That rosé is literally, that's made for a day at the beach. It's stunning. It is stunning. Yeah, so you can take it to the beach. That's a good point. You can take it to the beach. Yeah. Yeah. By the Picnics. pool, does yeah. it, you know, no break it like a boat. But, but I do want to go back to okay. restaurants because I'm just okay, let's wondering. Talk about them. I just want to because so I know I what it's like. So I think that there's a campaign here. Like right now, I'm just trying to talk about the box. But eventually, I would like to really promote the box in an on-premise setting yes. or in restaurants. Restaurants. Because. Um, Hotels. Yeah. Well, right? actually, a little a shout out. There are some restaurants that, that, that do pour it. I wonder. Um, okay. First to mine Excellent. is Bufalina in Austin, Texas. There are two Love locations. Austin. Love Austin, mm -hmm. uh, and they have. I think they're still pouring both of them by the, as like a house it. pour. BTG, I love BTG, it. and they have a phenomenal. The they buy a ton of my Piedmont guy wines. They I just did a Piedmont guy event down there. They do. A, they are. They have a phenomenal wine program, and yet, you know, for a house wine, they've got this right. Like, so would that be twelve dollars? And and honestly, if you're selling it for twelve dollars, you're making money hand over fist. Right, but I'm saying that, and that's a great deal for because a glass you of can't wine find twelve dollar wine. So when you Agreed. put a glass of wine, when so here's the formula: a restaurant charges for the glass of wine typically what they They're bought the, the bottle, bottle for, for wholesale, yes. right? Which is three times the reason. Exactly. So and I don't have a problem with that because this is the only thing keeping restaurants in business right. today because they, they, they make no money on their money, food. Right. But sometimes it's ridiculous. So sometimes buy it's more the than goddamn booze and support yeah. the restaurant right. and don't argue. Uh, but what you can insist on is that they provide something like going into a restaurant and spending, you know, $14 on a glass of wine that is, uh, I'm I'm not even gonna shout like say a brand, but like that is something kitchen, supermarket, kitchen. supermarket, yeah, exactly that you can go down the street and buy for twelve ninety nine, yes. and then you're paying the same. Like it's why? Insulting. Why? why? Because like you're just you're. Did you come here to have the same exact food you can buy at the grocery store? In no, the, those, you came here to have better food, so right. have yes. better wine, mm -hmm. and then insist that your restaurants like go to restaurants because they have better drinks right. with with right? good psalms, good sommeliers who care about their wine I program. Agree. Who you know will have original selections that where you don't you can't find them at Bevmo. Yeah, the, the problem or Ralph's. The problem right. I notice, and I'm a consumer and a wine collector, and I watch people buy wine. And the problem with that is when it comes to wine, it's like reading Greek. Yeah, no, and that's right. Most people will gravitate towards a brand that they know. Sure. When someone goes into the supermarket. They'll always, what they do is they look at the first wine they look at is the wine they know. Mm -hmm. Then they'll go look at other stuff thinking, well, what about, what and about? they come back. But they'll always buy the first bottle they looked at which is the brand they know. Right. So I noticed Nostalgia, then, maybe? I don't know. No, it's not nostalgia. It's safety. Yeah, mm. totally. Mm. It's safety. Mm. That's why when I go to restaurants with my friends, they'll always throw the wine list at me. Right. You know? And the restaurant situation is hard. Like, I mean, for people, I always just say, look, just please go find an independent retailer that actually cares. Right. 
please go if you want if you care if you want to know more if you mm-hmm. want to try more mm-hmm. go find someone who's actually tasting every single bottle that's in their store they yes. taste they evaluate they vet they tell you they can tell you about it don't be shy tell them what you try to describe yes. what you like like find a There's friend no wrong. phone a right what is it phone a friend yeah, right like it's don't go to the big box store right don't go like go just it might you might spend more, but you're gonna explore. There's there's a, a world fun of experience. wine out there, and you don't even have to spend more if you go to like your local actual wine shop. Okay, like shout out to K and L Wines and he loves K and L. I know you guys do. Yeah, That's I'm a big cute. fan of K and L. They're great. I know everyone that works there. Absolutely. But the reason why K and L Wine House Wine House. Yeah. Well, I love one of my places, best friends. These because places, of you, you introduced me to Wine House. Right. Yeah. And every yeah. Saturday. You can go to your local wine shop and go to a tasting. And it might be 20 bucks, 15, 20, 25. It may be probably not even like worth mm-hmm, every mm-hmm. penny because you're going to taste anywhere between six and 10 wines that you don't, can't buy at Ralph's. Right. And this is how you're going to That's learn. That's how you do it. it. That's how you do it. Yeah. You know, but these local wine stores, just like you're saying, I'm agreeing with you, that's where you're going to expand your palate. And learn about these wines. Yeah. That normally, you would look at on a wine list in a restaurant. I don't. I don't, I don't know that wine. Right. 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 I mean, it, it's hard. Like it's a, it's a. But that's why you go to places where there's someone to rely on, right? Where and there's you somebody ask. who's going to give you some guidance, yeah. and that is all part of the experience. And I wish people appreciated that a little more, or like took advantage of it more. Honestly, right? Like you have people at your disposal who are like dying to tell you what they, they want, know. They're, they're in that store because they want to talk about it. Right. Tell them what yeah, you they, like. They, they want to pontificate their knowledge. I, I but I mean wanted, that in the best way. I was, right. I was yeah. looking for a wine, and I knew what I wanted. I wanted an interesting grape I'd never tasted before. I wanted something uh, not domestic. Had to have really great acid. I wanted a citrusy profile to it, but I wanted it to be interesting. The guy said, I know exactly what. And this is someone I knew at the wine store. He walked me to a stack. He picked up a bottle. He put it in front of me, and he goes like this, eleven ninety nine. Shut up. Because you can and when you know your stuff. And it was points, and the grape. Is it Portuguese? French. It was Peak Pool. <laughs> Portuguese. Ah, oh, Peak Pool. You can't peak go pool. wrong. You yeah. can't go wrong. It's always but good and cheap. It's good, good and, and it's cheap. cheap, but it's, it is it it is such a stunningly interesting grape. Yeah, Cath- you, Cathar wine. And you can't lose. But yeah. it was 12 bucks. You know, I'm just realizing at the end of every, as we wrap each episode, we always thank Coravin. We do thank And Coravin. I guess we can't really we, thank yeah, Coravin. No, we didn't, we didn't even need a corkscrew. <laughs> but we do. We should thank Coravin, actually. Uh, he, they're because they're one of our, I do use they're a Coravin. And you know what I will say about Cor? You want a full shout out? Like, I love that pivot. I'm desperate to get myself one of those pivot right. Coravins because ah, they pour okay. so beautifully. Okay. Well, so I, shout I out. I have a Coravin 11, which is the digital that connects um, to your phone and everything. That sounds highly and complicated. It's, it's a little complicated, but I needed needles. My last needle broke. It's like the penis extension version of the Coravin. Needs his fix. Send him more needles. Shout out to Peter Johnson, a friend of mine who's senior vice president of Coravin. And and co-creator. And and co-creator. And he's actually the guy who invented the Venturi. What is that? The thing you pour the wine through that sucks the air in and aerates it. Okay. So Peter's been in the business a long time. Okay. And he's the co-creator. And he's a Sarah met him. We had dinner with him and his wife in San Diego. And he's such a great guy. 
But he hooked us up this week with a nice discount on the needles for my mm. Corbin 11, which are coming. So we will give a Apparently shout Apparently there's a, I learned today, a shortage of capsules and needles. Well, this particular needle. I wanted needle. to use a Coravin tomorrow on uh, my day mm. out in town with um, my rep from needles. Sacred Thirst Selections, who is my distributor for Piedmont Guy okay. here in L.A. Or here in California in general. And the rep was like, yeah, my uh, I don't have any capsules. And I tried to buy some last week and I can't get any. I've got capsules and needles. If you want to come to West Hollywood, I can hook you up. <laughs> Seriously, I really can. All I right. just didn't we'll have come the by. special needle yeah. for the 11. Yeah, yeah. Oh, please like, do. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, know. I was like, I got some Barolo. See the you know. Oh, well, you're not good. They better come, come over, by. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually having well, dinner tomorrow night at Gigi Trattoria, which I'm excited oh, about. Oh, Yeah, lovely. which is going to be really cool. And I'm going to be in Austin, Texas for a bachelorette party in, <gasps> in uh, October. Oh, perfect. I'm ha- having a bit. I would love to go to this restaurant that pours your Oh, yeah, Bufalina. I mean, great pizza. Maybe that's where we'll go. Oh, you should. Yeah, I'll hook you up with the. Yeah, they would. They're fat. Austin, how cool, right? That would be perfect. We've got some. We're 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 doing okay in Austin, right? You know, there is a a place literally right next door to this building. Oh, they're cool. C e c i s. It's owned by an Italian couple. He is the chef. She's front of house. They would love this. Oh my god! When I tell you, this is the best. Italian food Ooh. I have had. Wait, red sauce Italian? Out- White. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling He's you. He's got like clam sauce on the brain. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> and I said to them, Sarah and I ate there about four or five months ago. We had done a thing and we went next door to get a bite. Every single thing tasted like the food I was eating in Tuscany. Okay. And I said okay. to him, I can't believe how good your food is. He goes, we don't buy any American product. Yeah. We don't use a good anything move. that comes off the I mean, and just as, a, as a, a point, just as like one of my greatest tips of all time is about pasta, and it is never buy pasta that is not actually imported from Italy and doesn't have a flag on the back of it. Okay. Because if it's made with American wheat, like Barilla, ah. who's also like... Yeah. Barilla can also suck a couple things because they're oh. they. You remember that huge anti like homosexual yes. like thing no. that they the company. Uh, oh, I didn't know. This that. is a few years oh, ago. They recanted, but like that, but I mean, we don't, I, they we did don't this whole like it was all about like the true family kind of nonsense. It was oh, gross. Boy. It wasn't cool. But they make all their pasta here in the U.S. that they sell in the U.S. It's all from American dwarf wheat nonsense oh, GMO garbage right. no, we so don't like, like always like DiCecco is my favorite DiCecco okay. is my favorite too you know I think you can find Garofalo a lot now but okay. it, as long as it has an Italian flag and made in Italy you're on the back you're, you've got better flag. quality wheat and I this agree. is right. imperative what we say in Michigan look and for the Italian f- flag on the back <laughs> Italian you look if you want to look for it in the Midwest look for the look for the Italian or the Jewish star I know I went to school in Chicago. I remember my sister, my little sister, I was taking her to college. She went to Tulane and we did this like, you know, went from, we great. went from Connecticut to Chicago. So, you know, West. It's a big culture shock. Totally. Right? We stayed yeah. over. I was like living there for the summer with uh, my college boyfriend and he had two roommates and they were all like Southside Chicago guys. Oh, Literally, They were working on the commodities market downtown in the loop. 
And right. she get, we get there and one of them's on the phone ordering dinner to for like getting a delivery and he literally says Italian dressing. She oh, almost fell off the couch. That's <laughs> not okay. She's like, oh my god, people say that for real. That is not okay. <laughs> and when you order a Caesar salad, what kind of dressing would you like for yeah, that? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, hey. she still tells that story today. Oh. And I was just like, Oh yeah, welcome to Chicago. My people are great. And then I you go to the Chicago. bear and you have you some good eats at the bear. Oh. Oh, oh, we sell so a boatload into- of Piedmont wine in Michigan and also in Chicago. And Italians they, they like the Midwest also. Totally. I mean, everywhere, like really. I want to hear about your portfolio when we're done with this, just because I'm telling you, I'm a lunatic. Yeah. Like, your sir- listeners are like, no, we want to hear about I'm it. I'm not kidding. She's <laughs> yeah. about to rep two of my favorite Italian oh, uh, I have labels. A, a new project. Oh, yes. oh, oh, I, have a new, oh I have a new I project. Oh, Big phenomenal. Fan. Brunello, yeah. baby. And Feudy. Oh, Feo de San Gregorio. Yep. Okay. She's getting both of these labels. Okay. Two of mine. All right. I mean, if you want to go wet. deep on Campania, though, I will just pound for pound on Campania. I'm feeling Whites. like Let's we go. There I'm are feeling so like, many estates. I'm feeling like we need a part two. Yeah. <laughs> we're, really, we're not even done with yeah, part I know, one. We I know. Because we're, we're, I mean, here, we're out of time. Here's, the but, bo- here's, here's my yeah, like. We have to say our goodbyes. Exactly. Right? Here, if I have to, one parting note outside of, mm. you know, definitely look for good box wines and ask for better box wines. Demand yes. better box Demand wines. It. For parties, for whatever. Like. My vision is that you still buy my box wines, but you also buy wines in bottles still because there are wines that will always be in a bottle, right? Like anything that needs to age, like a like what has to be in a bottle, sparkling wine, champagne. No, I mean, I've had a I had a box uh, not too long ago that was a little bit old, like oh no, it was had been boxed for a year and it was actually really still totally delicious. So I was super excited, but my bottom line is this. I love French wine. I love all European wine. Me too. Bless, God bless America, but okay. Uh, with a few years, I really, you know, I think Agreed. the bang for buck is- Agreed with everything Their bang for buck is saying. with European yeah. wine. <laughs> right. Uh, and um, I will just say this. Uh, Italy is- the just land of milk and honey and wine. Yeah. Uh, and when uh, we have, there are, they expect well over 1200 varieties of grapes of which about 650 maybe have so far been cataloged uh there you literally can drink a different grape or a different wine or a different region or a different something every single day of the year pretty much for the rest of your life and never like ever get never get to the point where you're like, I'm drinking the same thing over and over. Like the variety is insane. When people are like, I'm bored. Well, just go on a voyage of exploration across the, you know, Bel Paese. Yeah. Well, Amy Ezrin, you are a luminary in the Mm -hmm. wine industry. And it has been a total, total pleasure Thanks, guys. having you here on the show. And uh, let's continue and, this yeah, conversation. Your delicious, my San- juicy box, everyone. Sandy J. Uh, Gervaisi yeah. and Rosie Gervaisi. Yeah, I like the sisters. Yeah, the- I know. Hey, well, and Bianca sisters, coming soon. And Bianca know? coming Triplets. soon. So Try to, can I do th- so? Where, you know, they all have like a fruit on them. If you haven't noticed, right? Like, so Sandy is right. the cherry. Mm-hmm. Rosie has a strawberry. strawberry. The so the is Bianca, adorable. I'm torn because. Line? I can't because I I think the color should be sort of a, an orangey yellow, and I'm like, is a peach appropriate? 
Yeah. Yeah, if you put an eggplant next to it. Oh, shit. In the footnotes, right? Part eggplant. Two for sure. No, yeah. um, you could put a but, lychee nut on there. I mean, I kind of, I mean, well. you know, I'll be honest, like, I am not, in, in my vision, it does include potential, like, cross-promotion with um, adult entertainment stars. So I, just if any of them know, would like to go on a okay juicy for... box exploration that involves wine as well, I'm here for that. I mean, so I think the peach might be the way to go. It's okay to have a little cross. So, I mean, you can't, you know, it's, you, you I mean, whomever, it's, it's for everyone, right? Hey man, I'm There's all about fun. Boxes. That's right. There's a lot fun, of boxes in enjoyment. porn. That's all I'm saying. Hey, yeah. I, Exactly. It's, it's gonna look fine Why in the champagne put somebody's room. Box on the box. Yeah, that's all uh, I'm saying. Juicy box. Well, right, or just help somebody's box. box get just a little bit juicier. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. That's why people There's watch so porn many. Anyway. Bring, yeah, use my There's yeah. Have so my box. Everything gets a little bit juicier. So many I mean, marketing opportunities here. So, um, <laughs> but where, where, so where can our listeners find you, Amy? Like your um, uh, Instagram. You can find. Or? Um, you can certainly find Sandy, Sandy. Jovese on. On Instagram. Okay, um, we do try to put you. some fun stuff up there. Uh, mm -hmm. You can find me. I am at Amy's underscore wines mm -hmm. uh, is my handle. Uh, the Piedmont guy is just the Piedmont guy. Uh, so if you're if you're really you know a fine wine nerd and you're you know you feel in the Nebbiolo, please follow us on the Piedmont guy. We we try to put up some great content. We have amazing, wonderful wines. Uh, it's really something special. It's a very special. I'm going to follow you as soon as we're done. Yeah, the yeah. There's some extraordinary. super stuff in there. Yeah, this is really Loving good. It. Thank it's you. Fantastic. I mean, really, really good. Really, really exceptional. Thank yeah. you again. Next pool party wine, you know. This pool ain't party. no friends Let's yet. have That's a pool right. party, everyone. <laughs> it ain't your grandma's box. <laughs> we're, right. we're gonna We're going to keep drinking. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and we'll see you next we'll time. We'll see you guys next time. At Drinking During Business Hours. To the day.